This is a Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with Brian Lacasio. And another, my last bit for this for this um, first kind of topic hit is, and this I, this is where I think we're going to get a little controversial too. Is um, the amount of effort you put into something. So. <laughs> I, that's what I was told always growing up always you know always give it your best always put in 100% and I, I do value that I agree if you're gonna put something out in the world like give it your all however where you run into problems is where you're working 40 hours a week and all these life things are happening and you're supposed to give work your 100% but you don't necessarily give your 100% to your friends or to your family or to um, self-care and so I think that is where we can we can start shifting focus as well um. you're listening to the music therapy chronicles a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles, or welcome here if it's your first time. Either way, thank you so much for being here today, for choosing to spend your time with us. Today's episode is part two of my conversation with Brian. We're diving deeper into boundaries and the like, and I hope you get so much out of this. We think touched on some hot topics. We had some awesome discussion, and I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. I'd love to include you on the dialogue. If you want to chime in, you can do that in our Music Therapy Chronicles Facebook page or group. You can also find us on social media at Music Therapy Chronicles. You can shoot me an email at hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Those things are always options, but yeah, I'd love to have more voices in on this conversation and many more. So, also, if you are not already, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Please consider leaving us a rating and review. Those really help the podcast be more visible. Visible Again, find us on social media at Music Therapy Chronicles and jump on our monthly newsletter at musictherapychronicles.com. All right, let's get into part two with Brian. The next type of priority um, is is leveraging your priorities. Mm. Not funny. Um, so whether it is work, health, family, um, recreational time, you know, name what it is. Um, that is one of the boundaries that you have to make. Is which which one is the main priority, and. I was speaking with one of my colleagues um, of whom is, is just really incredible. And um, her name, her name is Patty Sevener. She's incredible. She's out here in San Diego with me. And she was talking about how these priorities don't have to be strict. They can shift um, throughout your life. And if you're in like a private practice or something, you can have those open discussions. Or if you're in like a facility, you can have those discussions. Um, I think one of the biggest cultural priorities that we see as a shift is when people have children. Mm. 
And when people have children, then there's an understanding that, you know, your children usually traditionally come before your work. Um, let's say you have to like leave early to pick up your kid from, from school and usually works can, can be flexible with things like that. Well, it's important to, to think about your priorities throughout your life and to reassess those. Um, like right now, as a young professional, one of my bigger priorities is my professional life, mm. getting myself um, to where I want to be. But then also something that I have really prioritized is my recreational time too. And so I'm really fighting to get them out of 50-50. Mm. Um, and so what that might mean is um, this is like in an ideal world. So obviously there's a lot of things that are playing, but that might be me saying like, okay, I'm going to advocate for myself to have a job where I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I would have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so then you would have more of a half and half time. And maybe in that extra day is when you do like your creative passions and maybe those are monetized. Maybe they're not. Um, but in a way that allows you to set boundaries that are for your full health, just because the world says like, oh, you have to work 40 hours a week. And like, I get it because like budgets, right? But just because the world says that you have to work 40 hours a week doesn't mean like that's necessarily the case. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have two, two thoughts. One of them is yeah. I was recently talking with a paraprofessional at a school I go to and around here I'm assuming where you are too all the schools are short-staffed and so they're mm -hmm. trying to find paraprofessionals and she was saying one of them will only work Monday Tuesday Thursday Friday they wanted to have Wednesdays off one of them would only work until lunchtime like basically what you're saying they were setting these boundaries and self-advocating yeah. for if I'm going to be my best self and show up for these students this is what I'm capable of. And it's this catch 22 because good for them. There should be more, more ways for them, more opportunities for them to do that. Mm -hmm. But systematically, that's not how a school is set up. Right. So like, right. Right. There's the student. It, the student is receiving the short end of the stick because one day a week there, their paraprofessional isn't there and everyone else has to compensate or something. So that, like yeah. there's a much bigger systematic change that has to happen here that we cannot do on our own, but like we can start setting those ground stones so that it is more common for people to say like, I want to work four 10 hour shifts a week instead yeah. of eight, eight fives, the opposite, five, eight hour shifts. Or, you know, I right. want a rolling schedule or, you know, again, systematically, some of the things are harder to do than others. But the more that people talk about it and ask for those accommodations, the more common they will be. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I completely understand. And I'm really glad that you shifted it back to the clients, too, mm -hmm. and that, you know, the clients could could face detriments to that type of scheduling as well. But then I think why that's is school also five days a week for never mind. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know. We're all kicking it. Go ahead, go ahead. Especially, especially in COVID times with tele, tele schools and tele -school. yeah, attention spans. I think that's what that's what I'm calling it now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it's a conversation that needs to be had. I believe that 
people in private practice have the most leverage mm. in this in this um, conversation as people working under one and people leading private practices. So just something to think about. Mm. Um, and another, my last bit for this, for this um, first kind of topic hit is, and this, I, this is where I think we're going to get a little controversial too, is um, the amount of effort you put into something. Woo. So. <laughs> Always 110%. I, that's what I was told always growing <laughs> up, always, you know, always give it your best, always put in a hundred percent. And I, I do value that. I agree. If you're going to put something out in the world, like give it your all. However, where you run into problems is where you're working 40 hours a week and all these life things are happening and you're supposed to give work your 100%, yes. but you don't necessarily give your a hundred percent to your friends or to your family or to um, self-care. And so I think that is where we can, we can start shifting focus as well. Um, there's a really famous, I believe that's a saying regarding like how many spoons you have to give. It's really popular in oncology. Mm. And it's like every day we start with a certain amount of spoons. Let's say I have 10, um, and I'm going to give three spoons, which is like your emotional capacity, your, your effort to, um, to work in the morning. Oh, but then like the school called and I have to go like pick up my child. Well, there's, there's four of my spoons. Yeah. Uh, and then you have three left and you can spend those however you want throughout the day. But some people, um, may not start with 10 spoons. Some people's capacity may be lower and that could be due to like social injustice. It could be due to, um, just a shift in their, their world that's happening, switching jobs, switching where they live. And so they don't have as many to start with. And so they can't give a hundred percent to every single thing they do. Mm. So I think it's about, I, I think what I'm trying to get at here is it, it's about being efficient with your time and saying, you know, this email that I'm writing could do probably about like 60, 30% of my effort. Like I just have to get the message across, make sure like the, the periods are there, the commas are there. I'm being professional. I have a patient. I'm probably going to give a hundred percent to my patients. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, that's where the time could be a hundred percent. I'm doing a recording for the patient. Well, I could spend a hundred percent of my effort on this, but then I wouldn't have as much of a capacity for the next patient. Mm -hmm. So maybe for my time with the patient, that could be a hundred, but then for the recording, I could probably do like a 70%. You know, it's, it's, it, does that make sense when I'm, when I'm saying that? Like, totally. I'm going to agree with you by disagreeing with you. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to switch our language that I initially said. So my apologies to from 100% to my best. And I yes. think that in any moment we are all doing our best and that's going to look different on every day, every year. Yes. Right. Okay. So mm -hmm. I agree to set yourself up for success in always giving your best creating system in tiers for what you are capable of. So, mm -hmm. um, I'll use a vocal. So like when your voice, and I've had a, days when my voice is just shot, can't mm -hmm. sing all day, every day. So I'm going to rely really heavily on recorded music, right? So it, is that my best? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it a hundred percent? Yes. Cause that's what I'm capable of at that day. 
you know, and I can still be energetic with my body or do other things. Okay. So middle tier might be a mix of live and recorded music, or like you said, it might be some long emails, some short emails. It might be, this is something I do. I get an email that I know I need to respond to and I'm like running out the door and I'll just call that person. (laughs) I'm like, I saw your email and I'm just trying to get to you as quickly as possible. And here's my answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I just find that so much easier sometimes. So yeah, yes. figure out. And and this is like a a preemptive do this. Like if you know before the moment comes what you're going to do. So like, hey, when my Mm -hmm. best is 50%, we'll say. I already know what that's going to look like for me. I'm not trying to figure out in that moment and push push the envelope. Yeah. I would love to adopt that. Yes, that is what I'm trying to say. Thank you for framing it like that way cuz there's something that didn't sit right with this 70 thing. But to to make it short and sweet, your best does not equal 100% mm. all the time. Or it does equal 100% all the time. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, right? Because your best is, is 100. 100 always looks different, but it's always your best. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or not. But I, We're agreeing. I was going to say, then you could look in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, then you could look into like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I think I think we're on the same page. We totally are. <laughs> totally are. All right. So that's, that's kind of the boundaries discussion. Um, and... Uh, we're going to go kind of go back in time and we're going to talk about how you get to boundaries. Mm. And this is from a book that I've been reading by a fantastic psychologist. You all have heard of her, I'm sure. But it's Brene Brown. Ooh. And this is from Atlas of the Heart, which I believe is her newest book. And one of the discussions that she has is expectations. And so... I think to start with boundaries, you have to also understand expectations. Mm. And that is, what do I want from this experience? What do I think is going to happen? What is the least that could happen that I'll be happy with? Mm. Um, and really keeping expectations to a minimal, because if you don't have a lot of expectations in terms of um, this is like really, really high, perfect perfection. Now I'm not saying like expect the worst cause I don't believe in that. Mm. I actually believe that you should just be open to whatever happens. Yeah. Um, and she, she speaks much more eloquently about it than I do, of course. Um, but that, that comes into our discussion of when you look for work and things like that, like, what do I want out of a new job? What are those expectations? That way, when you get hired, you're like, Oh, this isn't what I thought. Well, what, what did you think? Yeah. Did you write those down ahead of time? Did you want that Monday through Friday? Did you want the weekends? What were your negotiables and what were your non-negotiables? Mm, totally. um, I think a really big expectation is also for your personal life. Um, what do I want my week to look like? What do I want to accomplish like in the future? Well, if I want my life to look like this, i.e., let's say, like, owning your own music studio and also a therapy company, um, what would those expectations have to be in your life now, Monday through Friday, after you get off work to make that happen? Mm. Is that realistic? Um, you know, you, you might say, like, oh, I have three hours on my schedule at the end of, like, Tuesdays. 
And then at the end of Tuesdays, <laughs> you're like, mm, <laughs> I actually don't have any energy left for this. Yes. Um, so shifting those expectations. Maybe, although you have three hours in your calendar, you only need to put in an hour. Mm, that's a good one. Or maybe 30 minutes over several days, just like practicing an instrument, making those transfers mm -hmm. for people in our profession. Um, so yeah, I think expectations are a big one. Do you have any thoughts on that just as a general concept? Uh, so I grew up, <clears throat> excuse me, in a household where my father studied psychology and would frequently like reiterate, I'm losing my voice, <clears throat> common psychology mm -hmm. things. And he had one about expectations that I don't remember the wording, but it was like, unmet expectations are the making of all that's wrong or something it was like unmet expectations mm -hmm. are what causes unhappiness it's like that that's yep. always at the root because like you're saying when something falls short of your expectations is when we're uncomfortable we're unhappy we're angry we're confused we're frustrated like we're yep. feeling all of those emotions but it's the same mm -hmm. to what you said before um you shouldn't have low expectations no. You should know what you want out of certain things. But also there's some things that we should be able to look at and address with non-attachment and just like, mm -hmm. this is what it is. And I don't need to be happy or <laughs> upset about it. It is what it is. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that's really awesome, too, that you had um, a father who's just so aware of psychology <laughs> and was able to like frame that for you uh he also um, always used to say we are a product of our environment and anytime i bothered him it was like a pain to <laughs> be like i'm a product of my environment dad <laughs> like why do you think i'm like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> double-edged sword you yeah know? right um the quote she uses in the book is disappointment is unmet expectations the more significant the expectations the more significant the disappointment what a better way than what i said but yes that's it that's it She's very eloquent mm -hmm. <laughs> in her wording. Um, and so an example of expectations, because I'm all about application, is um, let's say you're at work and you have coworkers and you're trying to decide, you know, what are your expectations as far as your relationship? Do you want to be best friends with your coworkers and do things outside? Do you want to keep it strictly professional? Do you want to be professional and get a drink like, with the, with the staff every Wednesday, like when they go out or whatever it is. Mm. Um, and so I think that's a really, a really great opportunity for us to think about, you know, if we go out to drinks, what are some expectations of what I want to get out of this? Do I want to talk about my personal life or do I just want to be in a lighthearted environment? Mm. Um, so be thinking about those things. Expectations are all around us. <laughs> and I'll I'll tie that back to it's okay to change. So like if you like, hey, yeah. I want to go out to drinks, and then you realize after a couple weeks that it's creating more drama in your professional life, you can stop going, or you can go once yeah. a month. It's okay. Yeah, I I believe I heard somebody on a previous episode of yours discuss how um, they went out to drinks, or like they had a cohort of music therapists, and they kind of got into a circle loop of mm -hmm. of. Of negative thinking and so once they broke out of that um they were able to like have a much more lighthearted work environment because you kind of egg each other on and things like that um, which is common in the workplace yeah um but yeah it's kind of breaking those those expectations of like today i'm gonna go and we're gonna talk about all the things that are happening um because then you're setting your mind up already to think negatively and then the expectation is that everybody else is going to agree and that you're all going to be fed up with it but nobody's going to do anything um, 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. That goes yeah. into, are you talking for, um, what are the two words? For, for conversation or validation? Mm-hmm. Are you looking to have a conversation where you go back and forth, you problem solve, you maybe get some stuff off your chest? Or are you just looking for validation where you, like you said, you want to egg each other on? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so these expectations um, and these boundaries and these priority shiftings all, as you can see, kind of interplay. And there's a quote that I use to keep myself grounded when making big decisions, when thinking about these boundaries. And I'm still learning. I'm not coming here saying that, you know, I've been practicing for a year and a half and I figured everything out. Uh, No, (laughs) Um, it's constantly shifting in my world. I learn so much every day (laughs) for being in the, in, in the workplace and in the living. Mm. (laughs) And so this, this kind of helps me return with my priorities as well. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not sure who the original creator of this quote was. I I tried to find it and there's so many differing, um, differing uh, resources that tell me different things. But here's the quote, essentially. And it's, imagine life is a game of five balls that you manipulate in the air, trying not to let them fall. One of them is rubber and the rest is glass. The five balls are work, family, health, friends, and then soul. Uh, it, would, it will not be long before you realize that work is a rubber ball. And whenever it falls, you can jump again. It'll jump back up again. While the other balls are made of glass, if one of them fails or falls, um, it will not return to its previous form. Mm. And I think that's very true. Um, your work may not look the same. You may switch jobs. You may renegotiate boundaries. But as far as your life, it is the most flexible of those things. And in our perspective and the way it's framed in our culture, which is, you know, Western United States culture, it's very much like guised as a glass ball. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. That's awesome. It's it's saved on the desktop. I always look back at it and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Put things in perspective. We're also on a rock that's flying through the universe. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so really, what does maybe, it all mean? <laughs> the email can wait till tomorrow, you yes. know? <laughs> like, yes. Um, not to get existential, but... I, I love uh, existential. Yeah. Well, some people feel gratified, some people opposite. So, you know, that's why. You're right. You're right. It is a rock, so you can still ground yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> uh, yes. Wonderful. Do you have anything anything else you wanted to add? We've, we've covered a lot, but I feel like we could dive into so much. <laughs> yeah. I. Those are my main talking points. I, I think I could, as you're saying, if there's anything that comes up, I think we could talk about it as mm-hmm. well. But those were the the big key things that I really just want us to take to heart and really think about. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I hope that this episode, um, I hope there's a lot of discussion around this episode, whether 
people reach out and discuss with us or otherwise, but lots of thought provoking things in here. Yeah. Do you have time to do the rapid fire? Yes, of course. I am so excited. <laughs> I'm glad. Sometimes people get nervous and I'm like, no, no, no. It's all about you. Like, it's not a quiz. <laughs> yeah. You know, and your answers can change. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Just tie it together. All right. Okay. Coffee or tea? Tea, 100%. Mm-hmm. Early bird or night owl? Night owl by nature. Um, early bird by nurture. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Something you'd tell your younger self. I would say nobody knows what they're doing and to give it your all and do what makes you happy. Mm. Your music therapy elevator speech. I think my music therapy elevator speech is essentially, oh gosh, <laughs> I, I've heard this. It it totally is de- is like dependent on the person, but it generally follows a structure of, you know, music therapy is a profession in which music is the medium and sometimes also the therapist. Um, to address the goals um, of our patients. So sometimes that could be the music um, is structured in a way that it slows down um, gradually in a way that the patient's not going to recognize, but will um, affect their autonomic nervous system and slow down the heart rate. Or it might be um, you're using music cues through the lyrics to to shake, 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 uh-huh, to move along with with the movement. And so it's it's both it's it's yeah it's it's both the therapist and it's also in the medium at which we achieve the individual goals of the patient well said mm-hmm. thanks your favorite self-care practice soccer 100 percent. it's totally different from music therapy but there's so like there's also so many transfers and in the give and take um so yeah mm, love that something that's currently adding value to your life reading um there yeah there's no joke when people say like reading is the most powerful thing like literacy is it's incredible you can learn about anything um you you can do it publicly you can do it um, by yourself, it's yeah, has a lot of value. You want to recommend a book? Um, <laughs> I feel like yeah, I have so many book recommendations, um, but Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart, as I mentioned earlier, I would say. Oh gosh, I just there's so many books. I put you on the, the body keeps the score. You know, we we love that book. That's a really good book. Um, I would encourage anybody who is interested in learning more about relationships, whether that's like um, friendships or um, romantic relationships or anything like that. There's a book called Polysecure, which is phenomenally structured. I, I think it's it teaches you so much about relationships. This one particularly talks about um, 
monogamy, polyamory, things like that. However, I mean, it's just from a psychological standpoint. So you can learn so much about the way that you practice Mm -hmm. and set expectations for relationships from it. Yeah. Yeah. We could all benefit from that. Mm -hmm. Your favorite intervention or song to use in a session? I would say, hmm, my favorite song to use in a session (laughs) is actually, um, oh gosh, I'm thinking of so many right now. They're like popping up in my head. I'd say like one of my favorite ones is called, um, it's called Physical by Dua Lipa. (laughs) Um, I, I redo some of the lyrics. But it's so funny because one of the the main choruses, uh, come on, let's get physical, come on, da na 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 na, and it's so good to like get like older adults moving or like get like teenagers like just kind of outside of their shell. So yeah, yeah, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. All right, last question: Where can the listeners find you and connect with you? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so many places. If you all want to find me um, and like reach out, you can always go to my podcast email, which is voicesandmusictherapy at gmail.com um, at Voices and Music Therapy for our Instagram and Facebook. And it's just one word, no caps or anything like that. Um, if you want to hear some of my music that's going to be coming out, um, it hasn't been released yet, so... Stay tuned, but it's it's under James Antho Music. Antho is an A-N-T-H-O. It's an alias. So um, yeah, that'll be on, that's on Instagram. It's just James Antho Music on Instagram, TikTok. Um, I have a Gmail, you know, if you want to send me an email through an artist account. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty active on like social media too, so. Cool. Yeah. I'll have everything linked. I can't wait to hear some of your music thanks yeah it's kind of like a mix between folk and pop and it has influence in blues elements yeah yes i love seeing people get creative love it love it well thank you for making the time to be on the show for working through the tech issues and for creating so much like good conversation content like good thought-provoking stuff that you brought to the table and i hope the listeners got a lot out of it and also I hope we left enough holes for them to figure out some stuff for themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like you yeah. said, no one knows what we're doing. We're floating around on this rock. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's well, it. thank you. It, it's uh, truly an honor. So I appreciate it. so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode i know there are so many amazing podcasts out there i myself am frequently overwhelmed by all the content to choose from so thank you for taking the time to be with us here today and again if you want to chime in on this conversation if you want to share your thoughts please do we'd love to hear them If you or someone you know is interested in being on the show, you can let me know by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. 
please find us on social media at Music Therapy Chronicles and jump on our monthly newsletter at musictherapychronicles.com. You'll get a ton of exclusive uh, content, some, you know, exciting updates, and you'll be the first to know about any future pod courses, uh, community opening, any of the other offerings that we have from Music Therapy Chronicles. The newsletter sees it first. So, yeah, thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to today's episode, and I will see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.